This is a Brain Bites episode. We share two quick ideas we learned this week to help you leverage your brain for a better life. And always remember, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss a Brain Tools episode. It's time to level up your brain. Let's get cracking. It's Brain Bites 18 and here to share with you what I learned for the week. Now, it was actually come came from a uh, podcast that I was actually listening to with Tim Ferriss and a guy called John List, who is the chief economist at Lyft, which is a ride-sharing company. Plenty of those out there, clearly. But it was a look into tr- what the way that we talk about incentives, right? Which is incentives, there's a carrot or there's a stick, and that then drives a certain behavior. So, for example, normal traditional incentives work as follows. They are, if I do X then I'll get Y. As an example, salesperson, if they hit their targets and get a certain amount of revenue in, they get the money. If the child does homework, then hypothetically, they get to play on a device. And the list goes on and on in terms of the number of incentives we do. But traditionally, these incentives are at the end. I must do something before I actually receive it. And so what John List actually came up with is something called the clawback incentive. It's a really, really interesting name. And he basically says, flip that model on its head. Create these clawback incentives where you actually give the incentive up front. So if it is money, you give it up front. If it is the ability to play on the device, it's up front. And then you take it away from that person if they don't hit the input or the performance indicator that you actually noted. And it works largely because of two things that it harnesses that are very clear with the human condition. So you can see we're we're dabbling in behavioral economics and psychology today. One- It's visible self-interest. Essentially, you show them the money. Show me the money, to quote the great Jerry Maguire. Two, loss aversion, which is the classic case of once you get or you own something, there's that really clear emotional uh, connection to it, and you don't want it to be taken away. We're so much more attuned to loss than we are to gain, and that was found out by Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky in their book, Think Fast, Think Slow. Again, the godfathers of behavioral economics. Now, Using those two things, there's so many examples that John List actually goes through. So feel free to go to that that podcast, but I just found these really interesting and we'll try and uh, help apply it to my life and obviously yours as well. He actually uses it for potty training, believe it or not, um, when it's with his kids. Um, Again, great way to experiment as a scientist or rather an economist on your kids. You give this the incentive, in this case, it was a doll. And basically what he said to his child is, you can keep it if you actually go to potty on the toilet. But if you don't, then I'll take it away from you. Another really good example of this is studying with kids and having been in education for, I don't know now, what, eight, nine years, this has been very, very clear with a lot of parents, teachers, and students that you go through, which is the idea of studying hard or getting work done. So an example of a clawback incentive here is, say if you study hard for one hour and you show me what you did, right? Let's just say through Monday, Thursday, so four hours total, then the child gets to keep that incentive that they get every single week on a Monday. So they get the incentive on Monday, but if they don't hit those markers, and again, they obviously show you the work and it's very particular to just not just filling time, but actually doing really productive work, then they're more likely to actually feel that loss aversion and they don't want to let that go. Now, one thing to keep in mind here, just as a bit of an asterisk, is to be really mindful of the incentives that you use, either if you're going to do this for yourself or for kids or any particular community. If you specifically want to change behavior in a good way, it's probably being mindful that if you have transactional incentives, which is just like getting an object or getting money or something like that, it might not necessarily lead to longitudinal change. But if you think about experiential incentives, especially with kids, it has 
the potential to have a really positive downstream consequences. So a really good example might be um, your child really likes karate, I suppose, and that would be the incentive. They get a karate lesson every single week, which then you know can teach them discipline, consistency, self-control, emotional regulation, which is a positive downstream consequence. But then obviously they'll be able to complete the work because they don't want to lose that particular experience. And so if we get really into the nitty gritty of application here, it's just really important that if you want to do it for your own life, use these clawback incentives, be mindful of what you're actually incentivizing. And it's important to distinguish between input and output or the lead and the lag indicator, right? If we're creating a cause and effect relationship between those two things, because it can backfire. Because a lot of the time, if it's an output, right, which is say sales or it's a mark in class or something like that, it's quite hard for a person to reconcile that it is all in their control their internal locus of control. There's other things that are at play, which is if it's bell curved, right? Other kids can actually perform really well. Or if there's uh, a bunch of stuff that's going on at work that might actually counter be counterproductive to the salesperson executing their goals. So it's being mindful to focus on both the lead and the lag indicators, an input and an output. And you can actually do it on yourself, right? And this is how I'm sort of thinking about it, which is for me, um, I don't know, it's um, giving myself uh, a nice dinner every single week. But in order to actually achieve that, then I need to run 5Ks every single day. I've been trying really, really hard. I've hit I don't know, maybe 20Ks, give or take, but we're, we're still on the, the long and short here. So I think that could be an example, but it's then telling someone, having a social accountability to say, hey, if I don't do these things, then I'm not going to be able to receive it. So that might be with telling my partner of that particular incentive as well and doing the clawback accordingly with them. And so you can use it on yourself, you can use it at others, but this has been shown in a lot of spaces, whether it's manufacturing workers in China that John List has spoken about all the way to at schools with teachers. It is a really interesting way of rethinking and reshaping the incentives that all dictate our behaviors in our lives, particularly when it is about showing the money and then leveraging loss aversion to execute and make sure that the desired behavior is uh, actually taking place. And that's what I learned for the week. Clawback incentives. See if you can apply that in your life and we'll be back for Brain Bites 19 next time. We hope you love this Brain Bites episode. If you wanted to support us, the best way is to add a screenshot of it to your Insta story or to share it in a WhatsApp group with friends or share the link to someone you think might benefit from it. We'll see you next time.